New section on Player Profiler, top offers. Sportsbooks from BetMGM, BetRivers, Caesars, FanDuel, PointsBet, you name it. We have sportsbook offers. Check out that new menu option on PlayerProfiler.com. Top offers. was just that was from memory that was just ear training course that's a <laughs> an air guitar sound making ear training course layla baby let's go layla sound quality bad by the way bad bad some of these these old records the beatles records it's shocking how great they sound 60s 70s layla not so much Whoever was producing that album, eh, right? Eh, a lot, very muted tones, muted tones from Clapton. The fact that it's such a hit just speaks to how melodic the song is because the quality is not great. So you can still have a giant hit, biggest hit for one of the biggest stars in spite of you know lesser sound quality. And, uh, you know, once in a while, we do a show with lesser sound quality. The shows we did from, uh, I, I recognize that the sound in St. Augustine, not as good. I forgot uh, a critical part of my setup, my equipment, my cloud lifter. I did not bring. I just, I just forgot. I had these backup cables, and I brought those cables, and then the cloud lifter was attached to these other cables. And uh, Alan sounded great. Alan had a cloud lifter. So you listen to Alan, you listen to me, you can, you can hear the difference now i'm back i'm back i actually dropped this mic i dropped it i was setting it back up i i dropped it on a concrete floor in my garage don't ask just don't ask how these things happen this uh electro voice it's hundreds of dollars for a reason it not only sounds great super durable has a big dent in it so now we have a we have a dented mic and uh you know what that that feels like rock and roll doesn't it doesn't it feel like rock and roll this particular mic was designed to pick up sounds on a drum kit. So it was, uh, I think, the bass drum mic. So if you think about the pounding that a mic like this needs to take, it could be dropped and it's fine. And so that's great. And uh, Travis Etienne feels like a, a Fabergé egg that you cannot drop, right? You can't drop him from your fantasy team, of course, but really very fragile. Like this guy... Anytime a player suffers a Liz Frank injury and then the following season suffers yet another foot injury and it costs him the remainder of the game, he's out for the game. And then the coach comes in and says, he's fine. It was very minor, a minor foot sprain. He could have come back in. He'll be back. No problem. Like you just need to see like a virtual Pinocchio nose should just immediately just start growing the moment. These coaches start talking about players that were injured and did not return having mild injuries that are going to be quick to heal and that these players will be right back in the lineup before you know it, if not this week. And then you should, the nose should just grow. 
A virtual nose just starts liars. Like, this is not true. It's such a you held him out oh, as a precaution. Yeah, as a precaution. And you're going to hold him out next week as a precaution. And maybe the next week as a precaution. He missed the entire 2021 season with a foot injury. And you're going to put him right back out there? Are you insane? Are you mad? That's not going to happen. I just I don't I don't understand. Jacksonville's 4 and 7. They want to optimize their draft capital. They're not looking to make the playoffs. They can't make the playoffs at this point. Not when you have Baltimore and Cincinnati at 7 and 4. You've got everybody in the AFC East has a winning record. The Chargers are 6 and 5. It's not happening. So just forget it. Why? What? You may or may not pick up his fifth-year option. At least you want to have the option of picking up the option. He's a running back. So you're probably not going to pick up the option. It was a running back drafted by a previous regime. We still have two good seasons left of Travis Etienne where your team might be competitive with Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. Go out and get the best draft pick you can, and don't push your star running back. This is a, a sports car. This is an Italian sports car. That's Travis Etienne. The last thing you're going to do is push him to start a game you don't need to win, you actually would rather lose. doesn't make any sense. Which takes me to the number one waiver pickup of the week. Shocked! Shocked that this isn't the clear best pickup of the week. I'm reading, I read up. I read the waiver wire pieces. First and foremost, Theo Greminger on playerprofiler.com. He has the best. And then the others. And I, I was just shocked. I was like, how is it not consensus that it's Jamichael Hasty? Oh, well, the coach said that uh, Travis Etienne will be returning. It's a mild injury. It's like, no, what? What is, how? You fall for it again. Jamichael Hasty's good. I mean, he's good for fantasy. Okay, I don't know how good he is because he, he maxed out at 600 plus yards in college. He barely commanded 100 rush attempts in college, but that was for Baylor. That, that was one of these spread them and shred them attacks, right? So... What I like about Jamichael Hasty, four straight seasons. Count them four. One, two, three, four straight seasons with 25 receptions. That's hard to do. There are very, very few running backs in college football history that have posted four consecutive 25 catch seasons. And he's not that small. He's not 185 pounds. He's 205. And he's at least big enough with the, the BMI on a Jamichael Hasty because he's only 5'8. His BMI is 31.2. That's 77th percentile. So if he were taller, then he wouldn't be as durable. But if you're squat and strong in the lower body, especially at 5'8", 205, you can actually, like Maurice Jones-Drew once upon a time, a Jacksonville Jaguar, you can hold up under a big workload. And he got a big workload uh, last week, even though he looks like a satellite back. And Snoop Connor looks like a between-the-tackles grinder. You would expect Snoop Connor to get the 12 to 15 carries, Hasty to get 5 to 8 carries, but get the 5 targets in the passing game. No, 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 no. Jacksonville said, hey, we did draft Snoop Connor. Jamichael Hasty was a free agent pickup from the 49ers. However, we're playing Hasty. Hasty is a direct backup to Travis Etienne. And not only is he going to get the carries, he's going to get... The targets, he's getting all the touches. That's a big deal, right? And now you see, oh, who's Jacksonville playing next week? Detroit. So this is a team that gives up 9.4 fantasy points per game above the mean to opposing running backs. 
this is, I mean, there's 51.5 implied points in this game. We'll talk about the wide receiver from Jacksonville. You also should be aggressively targeting on the waiver wire as well for all the same reasons. Now, Detroit's more stout against running backs in the passing game, but Jamichael Hasty has done the thing that Travis Etienne could never do. Travis Etienne has zero five-catch games on his resume. Zero. Has never done it. Hasty gets the job for a partial game, immediately five catches. So it's a it's it's a it's a little it's a little concerning that Hasty is a better receiver than Travis Etienne. I I can say that with some certainty. Travis Etienne, not a great receiver, not efficient. He is great with the ball in his hands. He's great in space. If you can just somehow airdrop the ball directly into his hands in space, it's great. But he, the actual act of running the routes and catching the ball, not a strong suit of Travis Etienne. I, it wasn't a strong suit of Jamal Charles either. Jamal Charles was awesome in space. He was one of the great slashers in NFL history. But no one thought that Jamal Charles was a super elegant and effective route runner, right? That wasn't it, right? So, yes, Travis Etienne is very much like Jamal Charles in every way in that you're going to scheme him into space. You're going to create screen pass scenarios where you have blockers out in front and you have easy catches he can make out on the wings, that was the system that was designed around Jamal Charles that was so successful in Kansas City. That's the system they are designing in Jacksonville. But if you're looking for a wide receiver like running back who can get downfield and get open like a Brees Hall, that ain't Travis Etienne. That's more of a Jamichael Hasty. So I'm putting like 80%. Like I'm putting most of what I have down. Now, in the Scott Fish Bowl, I've advanced. And I'm, I'm going to be playing this week in the playoffs. I already have Jamichael Hasty because we've already told you to pick him up because he was the direct backup. Anytime you have a direct backup with enough size and an all-purpose skill set to be dangerous, that guy needs to be rostered. So deep leagues like Scott Fishbowl, you already have Jamichael Hasty. All right? You've already done it. I get it. Just like you already have Jalen Warren, right? And anyone that dropped him just because of a hamstring injury is feeling regretful. So... I think that Jalen Warren would be the next option. Jalen Warren is one of the few true handcuff backs. I didn't know that Hasty was a true handcuff. I didn't know what would happen if ETN left the game, how many touches Snoop Connor would get. He got a lot less than I thought, which means damn, I'm getting Jamichael Hasty if I can. Jalen Warren, if he's available, if you're in a shallow league, you want him. Najee Harris is suffering from a lost season which has been exacerbated by all these injuries, knee injury, foot injury, abdomen, it's everything, right? It's just uh, bad, right? It's just a bad scene for Najee Harris. Uh, my man, Patrick Murphy, trying to trade me Najee Harris in a dynasty league, uh, trying to get to, to Tyreek Hill from, from me, for Najee, and I was like, and, I, and I'm rebuilding. I'm, I'm actively rebuilding, openly rebuilding, and he's like, no, I, you know, I don't want to. I was trying to give him Travis Kelsey and then get Mark Andrews in return because he's trying to win this year. He's in win-now mode. I'm like, okay, we can work out a deal as long as I can flip Kelsey for Andrews because I'm a clear rebuilder. You're a clear win-nower. This just makes too much sense. He's like, no, no, can't do it. Want to hold on to Andrews for the long I'm like, oh, f fine. Then you don't want a deal. Then you don't want Tyreek Hill. Okay, you don't want to make it worth my wild. Najee Harris is not worth my wild.
maybe in the long run, maybe they improve the offensive line in Pittsburgh, and it looks as if Kenny Pickett is taking steps forward. He's incrementally improving. Remember, it's taken Trevor Lawrence a year and a half to get to this place. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to give Kenny Pickett the benefit of the doubt because he's a mobile quarterback with weapons. I like him. I think he's my number one streamer. Moving forward, I think in these leagues where most of the quality streaming quarterbacks have been taken, there's always just, do you go back to Marcus Mariota again? Marcus Mariota, Marcus Mariota, time to make the donuts. Now it's like, oh, no, actually, I'd rather have Pickett. I'd rather have, and then Mike White, Mike White. So I think I, my rankings for streaming quarterbacks in deeper leagues would go Pickett, Mariota, Mike White. With Mike White, weapons, right? That's the one of the reasons why you love Pickett is, well, not so much Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson, in half PPR scoring, hasn't posted 10 fantasy points since week three, which is just, who saw that coming? I didn't, I didn't. I mean, talk about a consistent producer. In fantasy football, Deontay Johnson, and then just nothing, right? Just nothing for the last 10 weeks almost. Mike White has better weaponry than Kenny Pickett because Mike White not only has the Garrett Wilson to Kenny Pickett's George Pickens, but Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is a big play threat more than, say, Deontay Johnson. And I also like Elijah Moore this week. I want to pick him up off the waiver wire if anyone dropped him. I've been holding on to him in a bunch of leagues, and I'm very happy I did because I knew that this Mike White renaissance was coming. We've talked about it. We talked about picking him up in super flex leagues and two quarterback leagues weeks ago. So you already have him. You're welcome. But even in single quarterback now, because of his weapons, you can stream him because he's at big plays from Garrett Wilson, from Elijah Moore. Even Tyler Conklin becomes more interesting as a streaming option at tight end but yeah Jalen Warren is just a better running back because he's healthier even post hamstring strain his lower body has more explosiveness and wiggle at this point than Najee Harris Najee Harris needs a full off season to get right he came into this season with the the specter of Liz Frank hanging over him and we're like oh yeah first rounder <laughs> what but I like Jalen Warren. I like Jalen because he's going to not only operate as a true bell cow if Najee misses more time with his abdominal injury. I think Harris misses two games. Warren is either back this week or back the following week. Either way, I think you get at least one game started by Jalen Warren in the next couple weeks. So I like that. I, I think Hasty has more upside in that Jacksonville offense. But then after that, it's got to be Jalen Warren. Similar running backs and similar situations. I just I just like Hasty and his activity in the passing game and the upside of the Jacksonville Jaguars offense, especially heading into this game against Detroit. That's why I'd put a premium on Hasty over Warren. If for no other reason, if you think that, okay, these are equivalent teams, which they're not, Jacksonville is a better offense, better offensive line, better quarterback. But okay, fair. Okay, you think that Jalen Warren's a little, maybe better player? That offsets that the fact that the Jacksonville's a better team. Well, I'd go an extra 20% on Hasty just to get this game against the Lions. Hasty could put up 30 fantasy points against the Lions. That's in play. Then you drop down. See, I've seen a lot of 
waiver wire priority lists with Terrian Davis Price in the number one chair. And it's like, Terrian Davis Price isn't a pass catcher. He's not going to catch five passes ever. It's Jamichael Hasty just did that. Jalen Warren can do that. James Cook can do that. I'd rather have James Cook in a shallow league. In a shallow league, I want the running back on the top offense. I want players on Bills and Chiefs. If I'm in a shallow league and I need to optimize for just total fantasy ceiling, max ceiling output, shallow leagues, I want my Chiefs. I want my Bills. I'm, I'm prioritizing James Cook. In a deeper league, Terrian Davis Price is interesting in that he's much more available. James Cook's only available in shallow leagues. Terrian Davis Price is available everywhere was inactive because a guy like Jordan Mason can play special teams. When they are both active, Terrian Davis Price gets the priority. And because Christian McCaffrey is also suffering an injury, a knee injury, irritation, knee irritation, I mean, this is why, this is why, I, we've talked about this recently, this is why fewer NFL trades happen than NBA, NHL, MLB trades. Because... Even if a player goes through a physical, you don't have the same knowledge of that player's health history. You don't know about all the nicks and bruises and underlying ailments that might be afflicting that player. And if I'm Christian McCaffrey and I'm going to San Francisco, they're rescuing me from Carolina. I'm not going to disclose knee soreness. So it's a huge risk overhang to give up all these picks, especially for a running back. It's just... This is why you just rarely see it. The only running back that you would ever imagine anyone trading any kind of valuable picks for is Christian McCaffrey. That's what they did. And it was a mistake. It was a mistake. Shockingly, giving up premium draft capital for running back in trade midseason is a mistake. Shocking. John Lynch, another mistake. Shocking. Right? Terry and Davis Price, eh. Right? I mean, San Francisco is a team that prioritizes the run. They're one of the best run-blocking units in the league. So you can get away with starting a between-the-tackles grinder on a team that's going to be feeding a particular running back you know, carries where they're getting wide running lanes, they're getting touchdown opportunities to make up for the lack of targets. But I'm not going to prioritize that guy. I'd much rather have Hasty or Warren because they're all-purpose skill sets, even though the 49ers' offense is where you would like your running backs to operate. And Christian McCaffrey, they're going to put him on a pitch count. They're going to wind down his touches, but he's going to be getting touches. He's going to be out there in passing downs. So now it's just a straight up between the tackles, shared backfield between Terry and Davis Price that Jordan Mason's going to get carries. So now we're, what are we talking about here? We're talking about 10 to 15 between the tackles carries, hoping, praying for a touchdown. That's not, that's not, my ideal waiver wire pickup. But I'm just glad that we have a lot of options. I mean, we could just do a whole show on running back options this week. Kyron Williams is interesting. Now, in shallow leagues, Kyron Williams outsnapped and outtouched Cam Akers. Again, he's not available in deep leagues, but Kyron Williams continues to be available and is getting the 60-40 opportunity share with the Rams. The offensive line has been in free fall. The offense is stagnant without Matthew Stafford. It was stagnant with Matthew Stafford. Now, no Stafford, no cup. They can't sustain drives. Kyron Williams runs a 4-7. So how is he going to score fantasy points? 
they don't have enough possessions to get him copious targets. He's not super explosive coming in and out of his routes. He's not going to command like 8 to 10 targets in a game. He's not going to give you a long breakaway run. Good chance they hand it off to Cam Akers inside the five. What are you actually getting from Kyron Williams? I mean, it's 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 an option. It's more of a desperation option. It's just crazy to think of, hey, this guy's getting 60% of the opportunities for the Rams. Eh, imagine like a couple months ago, you'd be like, oh my God, I want that guy. You could argue that Zonovan Knight is a better option. Now, Michael Carter with a low ankle sprain has me less concerned than I am about Najee Harris, than I am about Travis Etienne. So if Michael Carter had suffered a high ankle sprain, oh baby, oh baby. So I I really, we should just set up an alternate universe podcast, alternate universe waiver wired where Michael Carter suffered a high ankle sprain. In that case, I love Zonovan Knight. Man, I'm on player profile right now. Zonovan, I mean, this guy is best comparable to Khalil Herbert. Has incredible size-adjusted agility, which is great in the passing game. And, you know, similar to Jamichael Hasty, he had multiple seasons in college with 20-plus receptions. And he's a physical runner. He's bigger than Jamichael Hasty, So his skill set's more impressive than Hasty's. He's on a an equivalent team now that Mike White is the quarterback. Mike White is, I mean, what's the big difference between White and Trevor Lawrence at this point? I mean, Mike White might be better. I mean, am I getting a little ahead of myself with Mike White? Well, that's one of the reasons why I love Zonovan Knight. It's like, okay, one guy is dealing with, you know, Perkins and Wolford at quarterback. The other guy gets like the the god of you know shining down on the team with this great gift of the, you know, seventeen thousand yard passer from Western Kentucky who's just balling out, just sidearm, just slinging. Just a slinger, right? And then now you have Zonovan Knight who can catch passes. He's physical between the tackles. They already trust him more than they trust Ty Johnson. He outtouched Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson is the veteran incumbent, and he's explosive. And if you look at the the targets last year, Ty Johnson he was targeted like close to twenty five times by Mike White last year. So you're thinking, oh wow, this guy, this guy's it. And then nope. They were both active, and they turned to Zonovan Knight after Michael Carter went down. I like Zonovan Knight. If a guy's a rookie and he's already supplanting the veteran at this point, I love Zonovan Knight this week against Minnesota. They give up the third most fantasy points to opposing running backs as rushers and the seventh most fantasy points to opposing running backs as receivers. So, I mean, it's almost as good as playing the Lions, right? So this week... This week, I expect Michael Carter to miss. Anytime a running back, especially, goes down, misses the game, remainder of the game, he's ruled out, probably doesn't play the next week. And it's going to be the Zonovan Knight show. But then I believe that Michael Carter comes back the following week. The other issue is Ty Johnson's going to be more active in the passing game. And we don't know what the touch distribution is going to be when you add James Robinson into the mix. I think James Robinson was inactive for multiple reasons. He was inactive because he's not a special teamer, but also inactive because he's been one of the least effective, least efficient running backs in the NFL. You look at a lot of the efficiency metrics we have on playerprofiler.com. James Robinson, close to league bottom. We talked on the Top 10 Takeaways show about the 
uh, percentage of carries that exceed your expected yards. He was bottom five in that metric. I mean, he's bottom five in most metrics. So it's not great. It's clearly an issue that he's not 100% back from the ruptured Achilles, which makes sense. I mean, he, he, he wasn't long ago that he ruptured the Achilles. It was just the end of last season. So I was shocked to see him back so quickly and then not shocked at all that his effectiveness has been waning and then now he's was let go by Jacksonville and now was inactive for New York. All signs point to Zonovan Knight this week. I think it's a great question. Of would you rather have Zonovan Knight or Tyrion Davis-Price? Mm. In shallow leagues, keep stashing players like James Cook. I'm not going to be playing Zonovan Knight in a shallow league. But in a deep league, the idea that I can start a player with confidence in a great matchup, if I if I must win this week, I want Zonovan Knight. Zonovan Knight's the kind of guy you look for in these over-under games. You know that Sleeper has over-under games now, as well as weekly fantasy. They're daily drafts. And I hope James Robinson plays. I hope he plays. It, it gives you Zonovan Knight at lower ownership in DFS, easier to draft in Sleeper's daily draft games, and lowers the over-under. Pound that over on Zonovan Knight. They call him BAM! So take the rushing yards over. Whether James Robinson plays or not, on Sleeper, the promo code is UNDERWORLD. You double your deposit up to $100. Sleeper, promo code UNDERWORLD. Daily drafts, over-unders, daily drafts, over-unders. Sleeper, baby. If I know I'm a playoff team, then I'd rather have Tyrion Davis-Price because Elijah Mitchell's out for the year and Christian McCaffrey is looking very, very shaky. And then you look up and you have Tyrion Davis-Price as the de facto starter. Though the schedule, the schedule, the Jets' schedule, oh man, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I would. Maybe I should prioritize Zonovan Knight over Tyrion Davis-Price. Oh, this is a tough one. Let's, let's, let's let the chat in on this. YouTube chat. I mean, what do you think? Do you think we should, do you think we should go Zonovan Knight, even though we know that Michael Carter is going to be back? What if Michael Carter aggravates the ankle injury? It's Minnesota, Buffalo, Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle to close it out for New York. Oh my God. It's got to be Zonovan Knight. Zonovan Knight, man. He's a Michael Carter injury away from being a potential league winner, and Michael Carter is already injured. It's settled. It's settled. I'm increasing my pro- – I'm going to all my leagues. I'm increasing my Zonovan Knight priority. He's going to be right there with, with Jamichael Hasty. Right there with – you want him. Go get him. Permission to get excited and aggressively bid on Zonovan Knight. Oh, my God. But also Jordan Mason. Jordan Mason, Terry Davis-Price has not been good. Jordan Mason was active. Jordan Mason got touches last week. Jordan Mason was better in the preseason. Stranger things have happened than Jordan Mason just playing better. And and him capturing that that you know grinder role to close out the season in the fantasy playoffs. So I I prioritize Jordan Mason over Ty Johnson, over the Benny Snells. Get out of here. Benny Snells uh, you know maybe he starts because Warren's not ready and and Najee Harris is is you know, you got the triple injury. What are you getting, right? Warren is an all-purpose back. He actually has real juice and real upside. Benny Snell is not active in the passing game. He's a total plotter. Get out of here. I'd prefer Ty Johnson over Benny Snell, actually, because Ty Johnson, he's now a Zonovan Knight injury away. Like, no, but 
Ty Johnson is very similar to Mike Boone in that no matter what happens, team is never going to trust them with a primary back role. They see them as these change of pace backs, satellite backs, not primary backs. The team has has weighed in on this already over the years with Ty Johnson. It's not going to happen. Remember, they were they were giving it to Tevin Coleman over Ty Johnson. So I like Ty Johnson in deeper leagues as a a, a sort of desperation flex, just as a satellite back. But that's that's it. I'm continuing to stash Madison Gainwell got the touchdown. He's going to be an expensive stash if he's available. Caleb Huntley, he's been the most efficient running back as a runner this year. Uh, Zamir White, if you like what Josh Jacobs is doing, if Josh Jacobs misses games, it's going to be the Zamir White show. Joshua Kelly made a return, so Joshua Kelly's now the number two in one of the league's best offenses behind Austin Eckler. All those running backs should be stashed in most leagues. At wide receiver, you got to get Zay Jones. If you need help this week at wide receiver, I would bid more aggressively on Zay Jones than I've bid on any receivers all year because they face Detroit. Like Jamichael Hasty, they face Detroit. So feel free to bid super aggressively. Finally gave you, know, gave you that 100 yards, didn't get you the touchdown. So he might be more available than he would have been if he got the touchdown. You should have him already. We've been talking about him every week, that he's just been better than Marvin Jones. So he's essentially the number two option there for an improving offense. Incrementally, you've seen Trevor Lawrence getting better. And now they've got the 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 just the, the peach matchup of that you're looking for against a bad defense that plays up tempo offense, right? You have an up tempo quality offense with a bad defense. It's just the perfect scenario for fantasy points to be scored. Get Zay Jones. I feel great for him, man. The guy struggled. He struggled with mental health. He bounced around. He finally secured a life changing contract and. He's now translating his athletic gifts into on-field efficiency. Check player profile. Just look at his speed, explosiveness, burst, and then it all oh, starts making sense. He's making plays. Taking him a minute, but now he's figured it out. What a week to correlate pickums on the overs. Normally we take the unders, but on underdog you pick five, you get a twenty x bonus, and they have pickum insurance. So even if you get four, you still make money. So even if you hit on four, you still make money. You take the over on Zay Jones, the over on DJ Chark, the over on Amon Ross St. Brown, the over on Jamichael Hasty, And you bet on a scenario where the Lions are coming from behind, you take the under on Jamal Williams. Ah, ah, ah. Correlated pickums on underdog. You can 20x your payout. Promo code UNDERWORLD. You get an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. So you double your deposit up to $100. Promo code UNDERWORLD on UNDERDOG. Is Elijah Moore figuring it out? I say yes. Only two targets, but both big plays. Mike White is the truth. I'm going to... Mike White could make me look really bad, but I think the schedule is so good. After they get past the Bills in Week 14, the schedule is so juicy, so good... It's going to make Mike White a lot of money. It's going to make me look really good. And it's going to be great for Elijah Moore. Prioritize him. I, again, this is another player. I was shocked that he wasn't a higher priority on waiver wires this week. I'm like, what, what, what are you waiting for? He gave you the big plays. He gave you the touchdown. This is Elijah Moore we're talking about. This guy's a phenomenal college profile. Was super efficient as a rookie last year. And that for whatever reason, you know, the volatility of the wide receiver position strikes again. 
now is the time to act. Same with Sky Moore. Sky Moore, similar player to Elijah Moore. I'd rather have Elijah Moore, but you want players on Kansas City. Two straight weeks with six-plus targets, and Juju played. Sky Moore still getting six targets in spite of Juju playing. This is great news. He's tethered to the surefire MVP quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. You want that. DJ Chark gave you the, the five targets, gave you the big play. How are you not prioritizing DJ Chark? It's another example. I'm like, why? Like, how? What is what is the holdup here? What am I missing? I, I don't get it, right? I, I, why is no one excited about DJ Chark? Okay, I'll be excited. About, I mean, that's fine. You know what? Okay, I'll be excited. I'll be the only one. That's fine. We're going to talk to my man Jack Cavanaugh on the Mind of Mansion program, and he covers the Lions professionally. So we'll talk about, oh, man, we're going to talk about Chark. We'll talk about Jamison Williams, talk about Jamal Williams. I have so many different questions to ask him. I'm so excited. Oof. But Chark, he gives you the big boom upside. They're playing Jacksonville. There's 51 and a half implied points. Now, Jamison Williams is going to return soon. But for this week, right, for this week, if you can't get Zay Jones and you need wide receiver help and you're, you're a must-win game, must-win matchup, I'm, I'm scouring my leagues for DJ Chark, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Over Nico Collins? I know Nico Collins is scoring 10 fantasy points every week since the groin injury. I know he's been out-targeting and out-producing Brandon Cooks. But it's the Texans. It's the Texans with Kyle Allen. What are you doing? What's well, what do you what is the ceiling? It's the same thing with Van Jefferson. Like I'll put five percent down on Van Jefferson and Nico Collins if I need to start a wide receiver this week that's going to be getting targets. But they're suffering under the regime of some of the worst quarterback play in the league. These offenses can't get out of their own way. Mac Hollins has more upside. Mac Hollins not a number one. But even if you consider Nico and Van Jefferson number ones, because Matt Collins is on a much more explosive offense, the upside with watch the game on Sunday. Matt Collins taking a short pass and he's just gone. No one's there. Why? Everyone's paying attention to Devontae Adams. Everyone's paying attention to the running game. There goes Matt Collins. He is the established number two on a team that's going to be in a lot more shootouts as the season progresses. So I like Matt Collins. I've been talking about Matt Collins on the show. Every week, too. No one likes him. Oh, he only had a few targets, and you know he had the long touchdown, but that was this. That was just a variance. Nah, man. No, 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 no. If I if I want if I if I'm if I'm an underdog, I'm starting a guy like Chark. I'm starting a guy like Mac Hollins this week. You could even go in deep leagues. You can go to Quez Watkins. He has boom upside. He's starting in three receiver sets. There's no Dallas Goddard, so he's now the third option. They're not throwing to running backs much in Philadelphia. Now, if Smith or Brown miss time, Quez Watkins is going to be electric. His value would totally spike. But fortunately, we're getting A.J. Brown back in a revenge game against Tennessee. It's going to be special. Oh, it's going to be special. A.J. Brown, I mean, he's the type of player that is wired to get revenge. But still, Quez Watkins. Quez. He's actually a more explosive downfield option than Devontae Smith. Keep stashing Odell. Keep stashing Jamison Williams. I'm also stashing Anthony Schwartz. Anthony Schwartz got some targets. Deshaun Watson's about to return. 
Schwartz has more boom upside than, say, David Bell, but I still like stashing Bell as well, just knowing that Watson's coming back and it's going to open up the offense even more. Khalil Shakir is always the best handcuff option at wide receiver. And now Justin Watson's interesting, right? Justin Watson is continuing to get snaps and run routes, even with Juju Smith-Schuster in the lineup. He's interesting. I just if a, If a guy is on the Bills and there's a path, like Shakir, if a guy's in the Chiefs and there's a path, like Watson, I'm stashing those guys in deep leagues. At tight end, streaming tight ends, time to close it out, right? Hunter Henry, Tyler Conklin, Noah Fant, right? These are my uh, my tight end streaming options. Not great. I think upside-wise, I'm chasing Mike White. So if I... if I And the Hunter Henry touchdown. My, my daughter's still... She's still bitter about that she's like that was a touchdown dad his hand was under the ball (laughs) like you gotta get over it but don't please don't please never get over it i love it Oh, we're live. We're ready to rock. Waiver wired. I'm back. 